2: Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Bottom of the hour or thereabouts, we will get to um, Michael Swain from Cyclone Alert, 24-7 Sports. We'll uh, take uh, go back to the Cyhawk game from an Iowa State perspective. Right now, let's get our friend Bama Bob in here as we recap the weekend uh, in college football. Bama, we went into it thinking, eh, it's not the greatest slate of games. But we, on the other hand, thought, well, there'll be something that comes out of this weekend. There always is. There are a couple of things I'll let you leave Lead wherever you want. Your biggest takeaway before we get into the Power Five conferences would be what, Bama?
1: Well, I mean, the obvious would be Oregon over Ohio State. Um, and listen, Ohio State—the problems that they showed against Minnesota—I think they still had against <clears throat> against Oregon, especially with the two Oregon's two best defenders out. That mm-hmm. kind of surprised me. Yep, Stroud struggling a little bit, but. I'll t- you know, you guys obviously are all over the Psyhawk the game. That one was surprising to me. I'll, I'll tell you, Ken, really the biggest one out of all of them was the way that Arkansas Jesus. just rolled Texas. I mean, 333 yards on the ground, 7.1 yards per carry. We we talked about it Friday. I think we were all kind of like Arkansas, maybe against the number, and we knew how, what they were going to do. But that, that was just a throttling. And – Sarcasian. I mean, when he had a one-week honeymoon because yeah. we all thought the first week was a good win over uh, Louisiana because that was a game I thought might trip them up. But um, man, that was that was just a throttling and and good for Sam Pittman. That guy has got to be uh-huh. one of the most <laughs> underrated. Co- I mean, and, and good for him. I, I think it, I don't know what he is. He's late fifties, maybe first coaching job mm-hmm. ever, and you know, just good. He took it at a place where it's, it's hard to win. He's in the the t- maybe the worst division in terms of, you know, in, in in the country in the SEC West in terms of you know being able to win or knock off the big guys in that one and mm-hmm. everything else and that that to me was a, was a stunner. and I, I watched a good bit of that. There are a lot of other games we can talk about, but but really, I mean Texas is Texas has got some problems. I think, um, but I I look at it more from an Arkansas perspective. Just just it was kind of like when UCLA. Beat LSU they were more physical I didn't expect that I knew they were big I knew they could run but I didn't think they could just run at will over a team like Texas
2: let's get into the power five and Trent we'll start with you and mm-hmm. I did not see this I'm glad you brought it up uh, this is a blow for K-State Skylar Thompson hurt again um <clears throat> this this is a good football team They are, and there's going to be a pain in the butt in the big 12 mm-hmm. and, and what so what have you heard because I don't know how. I didn't I haven't seen anything on this.
0: So I saw Adam Rittenberg was the one that retweeted it. So they're not calling it a season-ending injury for Skylar Thompson of Kansas State, but it's significant, and he is considered out indefinitely. Here's the, uh, the full quote. Chris Kleiman confirms K-State does not believe Skylar Thompson suffered a season-ending injury on Saturday. He is out, though, indefinitely, but should return at some point. With him, we know how good that yeah. team is. Beat Oklahoma the last two years. Without him, Right. we know how bad they are. That's scary for K State. Yeah, that's back to back. Anything else in the Big
2: Twelve Trent, from the weekend?
0: A uh, couple of things. T- Means some lot it scores. TCU hair on fire to beat Cal. Yeah, yeah. they scored. Gets pretty good Wilcox defense there, so I, I guess that's the impressive part. They got work to do. And Tulsa again, down to the wire against mm.
2: Oklahoma State. That was an easy victory. Oh, did you have that yeah, one? Yeah, I think you did. I remember you talking about that. Uh,
1: Bama, what was your takeaway on the on the Big Twelve? Anything? Uh, yeah, I mean, just, you know, Texas, as I mentioned. And, mm-hmm. and again, Iowa State, I mean, just yeah. n- not in the game, Ken. Nope. I mean, I know you guys are, will talk about that and have and will and, and should. I mean, I, I was just – I was so surprised at that. I, I just – I think you give a lot of credit to Iowa. We knew how good the defense was mm-hmm. coming in, and they just – they gave them nothing. That that might have been the, outside of maybe his first year when he was getting the program established maybe the worst game I've seen them play under Matt Campbell. I mean, they just were never in it, especially with a team as experienced as they are, uh, just never any breathing room. And that, look, the, the 10 points, I mean, that was, that game was not that close. Um, no, as you well know, but, um, the Thompson injury, I hadn't seen that. And that is too bad for them because I, you know, you're right. Uh, you know, they beat Stanford in week one and look what Really <laughs> maybe Stanford in a <laughs> we'll get yeah. to Stanford in a minute. Yeah. What they did. Um but you know look their their schedule is more is more front loaded because they've got Nevada next week, and then they go on the road to Stillwater, then they have Oklahoma, then they're a bi week, then they get Iowa State. So their their toughest conference games are are more in front, if you will. Um you know, TCU I know in, in Texas, but uh if he's out for 5 or 6 weeks and they have to go through that with a backup quarterback that's going to be tough i guess the, there's nothing good about it but it, maybe they have a, a week to you know get ready for whoever the next guy is going to be with nevada although that's that's no easy game in and of itself
2: no they they'll be their are dogs in that game
1: yeah and and as probably as well they should be now um and then so that whoever they're going to have to get ready for conference play, they'll have a week to see what he can do against a really good team and maybe make adjustments from there. But that that's just really too bad for that kid because he's he's probably the most anonymous, you know, uh-huh. pseudo Heisman candidate in the country, if you will, because of, hes he's just that good.
2: Means a ton to that football team. That is a massive blow, and I'm glad he you does. brought up the schedule. It is clearly front-loaded, so we shall see how long he's out for. This, is, As Trent pointed out, and he's 100% right, a different football team without him. Big Ten, fellas, Trent, start us off. Your takeaway from the Big Ten. Look, Ohio State, clearly, Minnesota ran to the, left side, to the right side of Ohio State's defensive front. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Oregon did. Time after time after time took a page out of exactly what Minnesota did. Your takeaways, Trent.
0: Obviously, the Ohio State game is the biggest conversation. Poi Bam already brought that up. A Penn State team, the mirage maybe many people thought the end of last year was. I don't think so. I think this team is figuring it out. And when we see Penn State-Iowa coming up that first week in Mm. October... That is going to be a doozy.
2: So I thought I looked ahead, thinking, you know what? Maybe game day's back in our state twice during oh, the football season. Yeah. It's a fox game. It's a fox game, right? And the playoffs
0: That's are gonna
1: gonna going to be going. going a on. Big, that'll be a big I, kickoff. I, I, I wouldn't day be surprised. Not, yeah, game game day will not be there with. You know, with with the Fox pregame, they're just not going to go head to head.
2: Brady Brady Quinn will be here yeah. in company, and Reggie Bush and be in, in company. Fox, I would think they may bring their pregame. That's the one most Has to be. most Has people to be. thought that that was ticketed for prime time. And Alabama plays at A and M that day too. Oh, That's where game day is. Yep, yeah, sounds like it. That's where game day is. Um, be in
1: College
2: Station. Yeah, Bama. Your thoughts on the Big Ten?
1: Anything? Well, I mean, you mentioned Ohio State and, and just. Like you said, the the problems that they had against Minnesota they didn't fix against Oregon. And give give credit to Oregon. I mean, you know, look, I we can we can review our you know Nah, it's, don't it's, it's even sports. go. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, great win for Oregon and, and Ohio State has has some problems. I still think they have enough talent to get it fixed. Um, but they need to start pretty soon. Stroud again, and I think Clatt was talking about it on the broadcast. I mean, he's high. When he misses, mm-hmm. he misses high. Yep. And that's that You'd rather him just spike it into the ground because when you float it over somebody's head, usually there's a DB behind it, and, and that's when you really get in trouble. But, I mean, other than that, a couple get-right games, I thought, with Indiana and mm-hmm. Wisconsin kind of bouncing back. Um, and, and, look, Penn State, you, they, they're going to have a fun one this week. I mean, Auburn goes up there this week. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's, an that's ex- where game Auburn day is. 60, yeah, they've scored 60 points um, in both games. Now, they played nobody and there's a lot of excitement down there. So, we're going to see how good Auburn really is and we're going to see how good Penn State is. This is a this is an excellent matchup between an SEC and a Big Ten team who, one is kind of obviously wanting to slay the Giant in, in the SEC. The other one, I think believe thinks right now after looking at Ohio State. Now their schedule is tough. Penn State's schedule is, is you know pretty tough. They got to go to Iowa out of the West. And that's no picnic. They got to go to obviously they have to go to uh, Columbus and then they have Michigan, who look really good and yeah. they just a, what's turning out to be a maybe the disappointment of the year in the Power Five in, in Washington. Uh, that offense is is awful. And by the way, is there any is there a better Spot than the big house. At mm. night. I mean, I'm not a Michigan fan, but all that yellow and somebody on Twitter looked really you know, good makes me want to makes me want to sneeze looking at that, you know. But <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, I, I think Ohio State, Iowa, certainly the uh, the story in, in that conference, and Penn State. We're going to get a big test this week against Auburn, and what's really a fun game.
2: You know, it might be the as dominant a player I saw in college football this weekend, and I haven't watched enough of them. Adrian Hutchinson. Uh, from Michigan, yeah. ninety-seven. I, I I didn't realize this. I guess he's on everybody's board as a top fifteen pick in next year's NFL draft. He's unblockable. He's truly unblockable. Yeah. Um, what what a difference maker off the defensive end. Uh, ninety-seven. Watch him, folks. Next time you see Michigan play. Any more on the Big Ten, Trent? No, no. Think we're good. Where? Where are we? Just real quick on yeah. the Big. Let me ask you. You buy in Maryland? Yes. I mean, I know they beat Howard. Right. Yeah. Sixty-two nothing. Uh huh. Yeah, because they got dudes,
0: mm-hmm. and there's going to be games where they're going to play. Well. There's also going to be games they look terrible. Yeah, and hopefully
2: October second is one of them. Right,
0: that's Mike Laxley. He's yeah. not a very good coach, but yeah. he can recruit dudes. Obviously, to his little brother there. Mm-hmm. That offense can run, and that's mm-hmm. that's a scary trip for Iowa when we look ahead here after these two. Well, I guess it's October first because they play Friday night. Yeah, yeah it's a
2: Friday night. It's yeah. a great I mean,
0: short week you got Penn State looming right afterwards. That is a tricky spot for the Hawks.
2: Indeed it is. Fellas, let's move on. Bama, you mentioned it, uh, the Pac-12, and I'm guessing we – let's go there next. Uh, Your thoughts, Bama, on the Pac-12 from what you saw this weekend?
3: It's starting
1: to kind of become clear that it it may be a two-team conference between Oregon and UCLA. I don't want to overreact too much right now to UCLA because I'm not – I'm not taking anything away from the win and the way that they did it because they pushed LSU around much like Arkansas pushed Texas around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a bye week, well deserved after two games. Oregon and UCLA look like the class of that conference. I mean, USC that that was a kind of a stunning loss.
2: Clay Helton needs to be fired and 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 like now, not not at the end of the so season. Like, now, don't give him a chance yes, to turn it around. Definitely. I agree.
1: Yeah, no, He, I think he has proven that he's incapable of turning that around because there is talent on that team. And for whatever reason, they just can't. They cannot sustain any success. They've got a quarterback who I think is pretty good. Um, listen, their next three games at Washington State, Oregon State at home, at Colorado, none of those games are going to get the fan base excited. If he loses any one of those three, I think you're going to see him pull the trigger because then it gets into the tough part of it. You got Utah, Notre Dame, UCLA on the back end of it. Um, The other thing was, you know, the, the Holy war, I got to admit, I didn't see the end of it. It just, it just went off too late, but good win for BYU. I think first time in eight, nine years that they've actually been able to, to to beat Utah. That kind of surprised me. Utah, I think is still going to be a factor in the PAC 12 South. I you know that game with UCLA is just looming huge. You know, at the end of October now, but uh, I, I think the two teams that are separating themselves right now are Oregon and UCLA, and with kind of a, you know, Utah still being in that mix with, you, know, you can't really fault them for losing a rivalry game on the road, but I think they went in maybe favored and big win for BYU. But yeah, you're right, Pelton has to be gone. That is not a good Stanford team. Nope. Uh, take nothing away from K State that first week, but that you, you cannot look that bad at home. And and again, they rallied to try to make that that game was not as close as that two touchdown spread looks. And even even if it was, it it, it just is an indictment on the USC. He 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 needs to be out. I just don't know who they're going to get to replace him because that is a big that's a brand job. And you know Urban Myers in the pros now, and I don't know who else is gonna who they would get to take that job.
0: Um. Anything else, Trent? Speaking of the Holy War, I watched a lot of that. I was heavily invested, and that's why I was deep into it. Watching Charlie Brewer, from where he was two years ago in that Big 12 championship game, mm-hmm. the cheap shot that he took. The
2: concussions, yeah.
0: He's not the same guy. Isn't he? And it's, it's, it's tough to watch. It's a really tough watch. And I know it was down to the wire, him finally winning the job. A lot of people thought he was going to go in there right away. I don't know. It it almost feels like, because I like that Utah team, I like what they have, but they might need to try another quarterback, and it's terrible because I loved watching Charlie Brewer play.
2: Mm. Let's go to the ACC, fellas. Uh, Trent, we'll start with you. Your takeaway on the ACC from this past weekend would be? Well, Carolina got back, right? There's your guys' pick. Looking good, right? Everything bouncing back there.
0: Overall... It's just such Florida
2: State getting beat by Jacksonville State, and on that play, oh what a beautiful
1: ending was that! Yeah, did you see the meme of the? I have that was all that was classic.
2: Yeah, that's going to live on the internet for a long, long time. For the poor,
1: those poor poor kids.
2: NC
0: State tried to (laughs) jump aboard with them; they Mm -hmm. were terrible against Mississippi Mm -hmm. State. Miami gets it done, but tight against Appy State. Just on and on. It just—it's not a fun conference. And with Clemson already with the loss, it's just—well, they're going to run the table. Or are they going to lose somewhere and be 11 and 2?
2: Yeah, I mean, they all, they have to run the table. Syracuse, you know what? Back to the Big Ten, but kind of in the ACC because they beat an ACC team. Rutgers is 2 0. They are? I mean, good for Shiano mm-hmm. uh, in that football team. What'd you see in the ACC, Bama?
1: Well, I tell you, um, the team, one of the teams that wanted Shiano and wasn't allowed uh, got punked yes. at home by Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, t- listen, we'll get to Tennessee here maybe because we got one more conference to get to. Good win for Pitt. Um, Virginia, how about just kinda of running over Illinois and You know, Nebraska in that first week. I don't know if they're for real or not. Um, but that that was that kinda I didn't see any of the game, but that kinda opened my eyes and listen, they go to North Carolina next week and that that all of a sudden mm. is it's a pretty that's a pretty big game for the Tar Heels. Uh again, talking about your get right games over Georgia State. I you know, understand all that, but uh, that that's kind of one I'm sure we'll be talking about on Friday because, you know, UNC, they've already lost that opener to Virginia Tech. and They can't afford another one, or they may be done. But you mentioned Miami, Appy State, that was my sneaky good game. It turned out to be pretty good. Yep. Uh, App- Appalachian State, I thought, had a chance to win. I, I think it's just, look, Miami, for all their talk, for all their bravado, for all the alumni, for all the money that they've got being tossed at them, you know they're they're still just a middling uh, power five team, but uh, yeah, it 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 NC State surprised me. I, I really thought they would go in and uh and you know show up better at Mississippi State, and that, that might be uh, Mike Leach's best win other than the opener
2: mm-hmm. last year uh,
1: against LSU. Yeah, last year, who you know which you know, may may or may not have been a fluke, but uh, again, just just like Trent said, you know who's the best out of that Virginia Tech maybe. A uh, good win over North Carolina. It, it's just if Clemson's not dominant, and they may turn out to be dominant. I'm not sold on that. I mean, that's if Clemson comes back at all to ten and two, nine and three, you know, beatable in the ACC. That conference is is irrelevant, really, because there's nobody else. You mentioned Florida State. Oh my goodness, um, they're already. <laughs> They're not going to put up with that for much longer, but it's just a, it's just a, it's a conference that you, it's hard to bet that conference because you never know week to week, what you're going to get. And there's just a lot of average teams in there. And, the one at the top has kind of come back this year, I think.
2: Uh, we got two more to get to. Pac-12 real quick. Hayes King getting hurt for the quarterback for Texas A&M. Uh, that was a blow for them and their chances. No idea how long he's going to be out for. Uh, Colorado gave them no fight. Uh, A&M, well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, it was much of a football game. It was a close football game just because I don't think there was a lot of talent on, on the field. Other than that, for the Pac-12, uh, Trent, your takeaway would be? Nah, I think we kind of hit the Pac-12. I'm ready for the SEC. Well, let's Get to it. Anything on the Pac 12 Bama that's lingering out there for you? We don't both uh, think Washington's overrated. UNLV gave Arizona State a fight until their uh, dual threat quarterback Broomfield got hurt in the football game. Uh, let's go to the SEC. Bama yeah, yeah. kicked things. Well, Trent, you're so excited about it. Let's start with you. Well,
0: I'm ready to yell. Woo! pig Suey, Razorbacks. <laughs> I had that one and uh, felt great about it. Now it's going to be Thompson starting for Texas, looks like this week, but for Arkansas, and Sam Pittman. When he was hired for the job, and we talked about this last year, it mm-hmm. at least showed some signs of life. Bama, you're like, huh? Eh. I was like, eh. Ken was like, eh. I was like, no. I was
2: like, who?
3: Yeah. Dude. Who, yeah, exactly.
0: It is so tough in the SEC West, and it is an uphill climb. And though they can recruit there, you don't recruit at the same level the Alabama and A&Ms and even Auburns of the world. It's just LSU. a different tier. Yeah, that you're playing in there. But the job that he has done, the way that they are built – I'm not saying they're going to be SEC champions anytime soon, but he gets good them back story. relevant. And Arkansas football, them being at least relevant, not a dumpster fire, that's good for college mm-hmm. football. That's good for the SEC. Bama, you with me?
1: No, absolutely. And, and again, I, I've said it before, and it's no offense to him, he was hired because he would take the job and he was cheap. Yep. I mean, that's, and, you know, they've, they've since bumped him up as well they should. But, listen, he... I give them credit. He has he came in with a philosophy. this is how we're going to win, mm-hmm. and I think he maybe he understood this is the only way we can win. We have to be physical. We have to run the football. We have to be able to dominate the line of scrimmage. Now, against Alabama, I would not expect them to run for three hundred and thirty yards, averaging seven yards a carry. You got to get some quarterback play, and they've got us good ones with KJ Jefferson, Mm -hmm. but they didn't need him against Texas, but Trent's a hundred percent. Right. I mean, they get Georgia Southern this week and they get a and M and Arlington and they're Mm. at Georgia at Ole Miss and Auburn at home. That's a pretty, that's a hefty stretch. Um, but they're just going to take it one day at a time and, you know, to steal a 70 sitcom, uh, and, and, that was a great win for them I told yeah. you Friday I was really invested in that game an old Southwest conference game I knew those fans had been looking forward to it forever um, and good on them Texas got their own set of problems but when you just look at Arkansas you just you have to you have to be happy for a guy like Pittman who waited his entire life to get a gig he took one that quite frankly not a lot of people were interested in and look where he's got him you mentioned A&M. They're in trouble if, if wow. they're back up if, if their starter's out for any
2: King season. was in a boot, Bama, and Street Clothes in a boot for the entire second half.
1: Not a good sign. I have not seen anything an update on him whether they're calling it a season ending, much like um the give from Kansas Thompson, I yep. have not seen an update on whether it's gonna be week to week, two to four weeks, whatever. But that's it, you know, they got New Mexico next week and then like we said, Arkansas, that's in Arlington. Uh, and then they got Mississippi State before Alabama comes. I, if he's not back before Alabama, I don't know how they're going to win. Uh, and listen, anything can happen. Bryce Young could get hurt. Anybody else could get hurt. But uh, other than that, Florida—they got Alabama coming this week. They—they they need to be starting Richardson the quarterback. I don't understand the infatuation with Emory Jones because he's just not getting it done. He's a one-read guy, and if he's not there, he's running it. Not going to work. Um, we, we talked about Auburn a little bit. They're going to get their test coming up. Um, how about in Vanderbilt, going on the road to Fort, <laughs> Fort Collins, Collins and winning. Winning, a, mm-hmm. winning a football game? Well, the Colorado when State's going to
2: be on 12. They, there's a pretty well, good chance they won't win a game, but that is a good win for when, Vandy. They needed it.
1: When I saw that line come out, they were favored by two on the road. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm so glad DraftKings isn't allowed in Alabama because I might have <laughs> bet the mortgage. On Colorado State and Vander, if you know, if they didn't cover, you know, but good, good for them. That might be one of the only couple games they win all year. They're right. UConn's a worse team, in, in a pout, you know, uh, Kansas is right there with them. But uh, good for Vanderbilt. And I'm going to leave your guilty pleasure to you because you. that was a fun game. It was unbelievable. We were texting back and forth. Uh, that was a, a really fun game and good on Kentucky for the outcome.
2: No, indeed. Uh, just real quick, uh, Pitt Tennessee. The uniforms jumped off the uh, off the television. Wasn't it great? The yellow and the yeah. all orange for Tennessee. Tennessee goes down to Pitt, but you know, every now and then it works out that I and Iowa State have already played, and I really don't have a game that I have to watch for next week. And I can turn on my guilty pleasure on the SEC Network Channel six eleven and just sit there and watch. I don't know what it is about the Wildcats. Maybe it's because I love the. <laughs> state of Kentucky so much.
1: Um but that was that was entertained, Bama. That was a hell of a game. <laughs> yeah. It was fun and it it was a big win for Kentucky. I don't I listen, I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to challenge for the East or anything. I think georgia's the class of that, but you know, we we've seen Tennessee struggle. I think South Carolina is a pretty bad team. Mm-hmm. They just took care of Missouri. I know they're better than Vanderbilt. Um I'm trying to look, you know, they they do get LSU out of the West. I mean, this could be a nine-win team, Ken. Mm-hmm. And, and you know that. I tell you the stat that, that shocked me, and I heard it at the end of the game. I flipped back over and kind of watched the end of it. Mark Stoops, okay, just won his twenty-fifth SEC game at Kentucky, Jeez. which ties him first all time. That's crazy for coaches at Kentucky with 25. Shows times. you what kind of tough job it is. Yes, absolutely. And what a and what a good job he's doing. Uh, up there and he's knocked off some good teams since he's been there and he's scared the bejesus out of some other good teams so good on him and good on him for staying uh because that is that again that for years is just kind of a stepping stone program uh we all know basketball rules up there but uh good for them and good for you to be able to watch an entire game like that and and just sit down and enjoy it.
2: Enjoy the hell of it. Bama enjoyed the heck out of this as well. Uh, we got a plan. Maybe Trent and I, and you will, uh, before I jump on an airplane for uh, for Las Vegas on Friday morning, uh, find some tape, uh, an opportunity to tape our preview uh, of week number, was week, week three already. We're six of the way through the season. Y'all right? Knock it off.
1: Please. <laughs> no, stop stop it.
0: the
2: negativity. Uh, Bama, good stuff. Thanks, buddy. Good to talk to you. We'll talk to you uh, later on in the week.
1: Take care, guys. Always enjoy
2: it. As do we. Appreciate it. Bamba Bob. Trent and I going
0: around college football. You mentioned how bad Colorado State is. hmm Elite Sportsbook over based a yep. couple of locations on the east side of the state. They have advanced lines for every Iowa game and also most Iowa State games. You can still get Iowa minus 17 and a half.
2: Over Colorado State today you can? Right now.
0: Trent, they're terrible. I got it last weekend at 16 and a half. My buddy who lives over there alerted me to that one. Mm-hmm. 17 and a half. I was favored by, what, 22-and-a-half this week?
2: Kent State's a way better team than Colorado yeah, Kent, State. Yeah,
0: Kent State would be favored on a neutral field by a touchdown. For sure. Probably against Colorado State. You can get Iowa minus 17-and-a-half against
2: Colorado State. There are no sure things in betting. <laughs> Yeah, it feels pretty good. This one feels good. Uh, Michael Swain coming up next. We're a little bit late. We'll get to him, get the Cyclone perspective of CyHawk. We're here until noon. It's Des Moines Sport. Oh, Mr. Monday night still to come. 1460 KXNO and 106
3: KXNO. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Nigget is here and ready to help your business.
2: Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years i don't just want to be your lawyer i want your business to succeed as much as you
3: do your business needs rush visit his award-winning blog at rushonbusiness.com. it's good to have rush on you get your podcasts
0: guys are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa and tell them you heard it on. Fun
1: for podcasting.
0: The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.tv. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.tv. CISN TV, the home for live local- X and O. Week when week one, excuse me, ends tonight, but the season's just getting started over at DraftKings Sportsbook, third official sports betting partner of the NFL. And to kick off week two, DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't miss offer. Bet one dollar on any football game this week. Receive $200 in free bets instantly no matter what happens.
2: How about that? That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving all new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet at least a dollar on any football game. Win or lose. DraftKings safe, reliable, secure. They make it very easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money and to do so at your own convenience.
0: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Get out your phone and do it. Use that promo code KXNO to receive 200 bucks in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game Promo code KXNO to get your $200 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem?
1: Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent.
2: Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. 20 minutes before the hour at 12 o'clock. Trent, you learn something every day. I just learned something. What do you got? So the Oklahoma game, apparently, this past weekend, uh, they what was the final score? Uh, they beat Western Carolina 76 to nothing. Mm-hmm. The fourth quarter of the football game was a 12-minute quarter. What? They reduced the time of the fourth quarter. It was so lopsided. Yes. Have you ever heard of that? No. I do know a
0: lot of the betting angles has to be at least 55 minutes of gameplay in order for it to become official. It's a good thing they didn't knock it down to nine minutes if you're holding a Oklahoma minus 50 ticket.
2: Well, I just talked to uh, exchanging exchange text with a big Oklahoma so- Sooner fan, and he t- alerted me to that. So I went to the play-by-play on the box score, and sure enough, the fourth quarter started with 12 minutes. I had no idea. Huh. Apparently it can happen. It's Mercy rule. 57 minutes is all you need. <laughs> right. Uh, let's get Michael Swain in here, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Michael, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. Did you ever heard of that, Michael Swain?
3: I have not. That's kind of crazy, honestly. I've heard of the running clock. That yeah. happened in some Kansas games I've covered before. Um, but I've never heard of actually taking time off the clock at the start of the quarter. That's kind of wild.
2: Indeed it is. Well, let's get to Iowa and Iowa State from this past weekend. Um, f- before we get into, you know, on, on the field, the game, et cetera, did um did Campbell let on – anybody were there any significant injuries incurred in the football game i don't i'm trying to think i don't recall for either side that anybody got banged up
3: help me out michael no yeah nothing so far from campbell um nothing on saturday and then he didn't mention anything on the big 12 teleconference this morning so i think they came out relatively healthy i think it's just a question of kind of managing now you know orion vance how his hamstring is doing and then kind of how Charlie Kohler does after playing a fair amount, you know, in the game after missing even I game. But outside of that, it didn't sound like any kind of new injuries popped up. But then again, you know, Campbell's maybe not always the most forthcoming with those things unless you specifically ask. A
0: lot of message boards, obviously, 24-7. Give us the temperature of your guys' over at CycloneAlert.com. Full meltdown mode. What was it for the fan base over there at 24-7 with you guys?
3: Yeah, I think it's uh, not – Full-blown meltdown, mode, But I think there's a lot of, I think, disappointment. Mm-hmm. I think the big feeling is, oh, here we go again. We have did it to ourselves again of the turnovers really hindering what Iowa State could do. Um, I think there's also just some disappointment. I think maybe the wins got taken out of the sails of fans when realignment started, you know, a, a few months back when that kind of all popped up. And I think this kind of does that again where I think maybe, you know, Iowa State will need a few good weeks to get fans just about as excited as they were you think back to maybe February when it, everyone was coming back and he's a little bit ahead of the football season. I think that temperatures maybe dropped a little bit just based on how these first two weeks have gone. And, you know, Iowa State does have stuff to figure out, and I think fans, rightfully so, are a little bit concerned about what they've seen through the first two weeks.
2: This um, has uh, come up at all. Um, Campbell's reluctance to return punts or kicks – Charlie Jones had just shy of 100 yards return yards from the weekend. Uh, Tariq Milton finally returned a punt with like a couple of minutes left in the football game. Uh, He picked up 11 yards in doing so, but that that's a big differential, big discrepancy. It seems to me like he doesn't trust his guys, and at at the behest of leaving yards on the field potentially. Why do they not? And it's been two years now since this has been the policy: Uh, fair catch punts and don't return kicks.
3: Yeah, I think it's risk mitigation to some degree where you're limiting maybe the opportunity for the other team to cause a fumble or for something wrong to happen. But even you look back to the Iowa game in 2019, right? They go back and field the punt. And I believe it was Deshante Jones was going to fair catch that. And then, you know, Dayton Young runs into him. Like things happen regardless of if you're going to return the punt or not. And you look at the game on Saturday, and that big, when Treak Milton elected not it was to huge field, turning that point That one punt. Yep. It was, because you look what happens then, right? Iowa State, um, they lose a ton of field position, about 20 mm-hmm. yards. They're looking at being about midfield, down one score, and looking to maybe have a short field and, you know, punch it in. Because the offense, when they had a shorter field, when they started the 30 yard line, they got a field goal out of it and had their best drive of the game. And mm-hmm. outside of that, they were starting inside their own 25 almost all game. And that play right there, I think, really did turn the momentum because then all of a sudden Iowa State has to go 70 yards to score and they don't and they can't put a drive together. And then, you know, I think maybe they force Iowa into a punt and then it results in that Brees Hall fumble turned into a touchdown. So that was a big turning point in the game. And I think in general, special teams really did hinder Iowa State. You look at Iowa's punter and the amazing game that he had and then you contrast that with Corey Dunn who had a couple good punts but consistently was not – up to the level of the Iowa punter, So I think you look at the game and special teams and specifically punting, not even kickoffs, just specifically punting, was really, really hindered Iowa State. Huge.
2: And that same sequence when you mentioned the fact that Purdy's going backwards with the sacks, um, Iowa State kicks the ball off and Charlie Jones fields it and is surrounded by Cyclones and still somehow manages to work his way through for about a 20-yard return. Sorry, Trent.
0: Now, well, speaking of Brock Purdy, let's go into the decision to put him on the bench. take takeaway from that, the perspective, you know, maybe there's a theory out there that he got dinged after that last interception. He was in on the tackle. That could have been the reason. Just your takeaway from the three-year starter going to the bench uh, in a game that wasn't completely out of hand. It was a 17-point game.
3: Yeah, there were a few things I think that stood out to me. Um, rewatching the game a couple times yesterday, Holly Rowe mentioned on the broadcast that they had been putting – either like icy hot or some sort of thing on purdy's legs um so that's notable and that could have come from kind of that one drive where he had three tfls i believe in in one kind of sustained kind of session but then also i thought just the arm strength from purdy didn't look like we've seen in the past that throw to xavier hutchinson in the first half it was a his his heel was on the goal line and it barely made it to midfield and we've seen purdy throw fifty plus yard balls before in games. Like he has the arm strength to do it and he just didn't have it yesterday. I thought that was something that stood out too, whether that's a upper body thing or that's a lower body thing with the legs not being able to give them enough power, you know, not really sure. But as for the decision itself to take Purdy out of the game, I thought Matt Campbell put it pretty well after the game where he said that, you know, Purdy's going to be the guy going forward, but that they needed to win the game. And based on what they saw from Purdy It didn't seem like he was going to be the guy that was going to be able to get them down the field quickly or get them in a position to win the game. So you go with Hunter Decker's who, fresh, strong arm. You know, I thought he looked pretty good in the time that he was out there. But I think Brock Purdy will still be the guy. I'm really interested to see how he bounces back from this because I think we've seen Purdy in the past. He's bounced back from bad games. You know, you look at kind of the Big Twelve title game. Doesn't play too well in the first half. Bounces back. Plays well in the second half. Happened again in the Baylor game. And I think you could draw a lot of parallels, even maybe that Louisiana game last year, where you look at Xavier Hutchinson, for example, you know, he caught the same amount of kind of the percentage of his targets. He got three of his nine targets on Saturday. Against Louisiana, he got four of his 12 targets and had balls go off of his hands in both games. So I think Purdy's lack of sharpness in both of those games is similar. Same thing with Xavier Hutchinson. I think in general, and gen, you know, just you can draw a lot of parallels between those two games, between Purdy, wide receivers, and special teams.
2: Yeah, Brock Purdy's uh, statistics through two games, 34-53 for 337. No touchdown passes. No touchdown passes. Uh, three picks, which is uh, kind of remarkable. You know what? I do want to give credit to, to one Cyclone, who, again, for the second straight week, I thought was the def- best defensive player on the field, Jake Hummel, uh his i mean i get that he's been in the program a long time but boy oh boy he's playing his best football and it's not even close i mean mike rose gets all the accolades out of that linebacker group understandably so he's going to play at the next level but boy oh boy michael jake hummel what a start he's having uh to 2021
3: yeah 100 i uh, totally agree with that we do kind of a who stood out who didn't call him on sundays and he was one of the guys that i've Put in for both games that he's been the, one of the best players on defense in both games, and I thought that he made some really big plays on Saturday. Look at the sack in the second half that forced Iowa into field goal range or out of field goal range, I should say. You know, in general, he's just been super consistent, and that was something that Matt Campbell said last year was that you know, Jake Hummel was Mr. Consistency, and he's been that this start this season. And Matt Campbell talked a lot, kind of in fall camp, that those guys that used it extra COVID year had really improved, and you look at two guys on defense that use that extra year and any and Jake Hummel. And I think both of those guys mm-hmm. you could argue have been two of the best players for Iowa State on the defensive side of the ball to start the year. So I thought Jake Hummel was great on Saturday and for the linebacker spot in general, you know, Orion Vance didn't play. Orion Vance will probably be dinged up for a little while with the hamstring injury. You know, that takes a little while to heal, so, you're going to need guys to step up. And Jake Hummel definitely stepped up on Saturday.
2: No doubt about it. My guy, Zach Peterson, looked good too. 55. Mm-hmm. Real lunch pail guy. Michael, we're out of time. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Michael Swain. Are you going to Vegas? Oh, I will not be, sadly. Got it. Well, covered from TV. I, I got you covered. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Appreciate I love it. it.
3: Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Yep,
2: take care. Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Well, it's Mr. Monday Night's first appearance of the season. We'll hear from him next. It's Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.
0: 106- Trent Condon here to tell you about Rent Estate, the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once, while renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, rent estate is foolproof, recession-proof, and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord for one monthly flat rate. Renters Warehouse will take away the tedious tasks. Tend to your tenants, answer the 3 a.m. calls, market your property, and and collect the rent. Make the savvy, long game, paradigm shift and choose Rent Estate with Renters Warehouse. Get your free rental price analysis today. Go to RentersWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. 515-528-4429. Because you can't buy happiness
2: Are you missing out on life's activities because of hip pain? Ask your orthopedic surgeon about anterior advantage hip replacement. To learn more, visit aahip.com. That's aahip.com. The performance of hip replacements depends on age, weight, activity level, and other factors. There are potential risks, and recovery takes time. Only an orthopedic surgeon can tell you if hip replacement is right for you. To find an orthopedic surgeon in central Iowa that uses anterior advantage hip replacement, go to aahip.com. Trent
0: Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt-free football-watching weekend after your vasectomy. (laughs) Week one may be over, but season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner, of the NFL to kick off week two DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't miss offer bet one dollar on any football game this week and receive two hundred dollars in free bets instantly no matter what
2: that's right DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers two hundred dollars in free bets instantly when they bet at least one dollar on any football game DraftKings safe secure reliable making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money and do so at your own convenience
0: download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now you Use the promo code KXNO to receive two hundred dollars in free bets when you place a one dollar bet on any football game. That's code KXNO this week at DraftKings Sportsbook.
2: Must be twenty-one or older. Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred B from the Urology Center of Iowa. 17 straight weeks of this beautiful music. God, I love Monday Night Football. By the way, baseball, we'll get into it a little bit tomorrow with Matt Snyder. Trent, Cardinals are one game out of the wild card. Ooh, one game, those Redbirds. I'll get back into baseball after tonight. Death taxes and the Cardinals in the playoff hunt this year, anyways. All right, Mr. Monday Night. Start us off on the right foot, would you? Mr. Monday Night's got a banger for you. Call
0: 1-900. Take care. Condon. All right. We are going with the Raiders tonight. We're grabbing the four. This environment yeah. will be as charged up as you're going to find. They've never had fans in the building for a home game in Las Vegas. The nutty Raider fans, the Vegas fans, all this together, and I'm getting more than a field goal. Yeah. What are you getting, four, four and a half? That range depends on where you shop. Shop at the right place, get that extra hook.
2: The Raiders plus four and a half. Good stuff. All right, Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at three. Iowa State Coaches Show goes tonight at 6.30. Morning Rush kicks off a Tuesday. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear us weekdays from 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.